0: Thanksgiving. I hope you had a nice weekend. No matter what it looked like, I hope that you were able to find something to be grateful for, some way to thank God for an aspect of your life. And I today am thankful for you. I'm thankful that you showed up. I'm thankful that you're here to listen. Today we're going to pivot. My friends who enjoy the show, friends, come on. We're going to pivot. We're going to go from Thanksgiving. To Christmas. We're going to walk slowly on the way there, but yesterday was the first day of Advent, and that means we are waiting upon hope. Hope to come. Advent is so exciting, and if we can really embrace it these next four weeks and really consider it, you know, think about it, we can make God and Jesus and the birth of Jesus central. In our Christmas celebration. So I'm praying that the next four weeks will um, encourage you and just, you know, inspire you to want to be keeping God central and keeping Jesus the focus this holiday season. So let's get started. For today, I want to focus on light. So often at Christmas time, you know, this past um, weekend, one of my favorite things to do is hang our Christmas lights. My birthday always falls at the end of November, and it's either on Thanksgiving Day or the day after, and one of the things I always ask my family for is, can we just hang the Christmas lights? I love them. I love putting the tree up and all the things. So we move on from Thanksgiving pretty quickly. (laughs) Um, But it's lights. You know, the holiday at time is often about lights. You see lights outside. You see lights on your tree. Maybe you have a lit-up wreath. And then Advent itself is about lighting a candle. As you go through the Advent season, you, um, one tradition is to light a candle or a different one each week. Some churches you see there are purple and pink candles. Our church does white candles. Some people do just one candle that they relight each week. And they focus on a different aspect of the Advent season. And again, When we're talking about Advent, we're waiting for the birth of Jesus. That's what this season is about, anticipation and waiting. And it's just so much fun to feel that anticipation. It can kind of give you like a childlike faith again. You know, when you think about children and Christmas, they can't wait for the gift. You know, they can't wait to open up the thing that they really want. And as adults, um, I want us to kind of be in that posture these next four weeks to be almost like childlike about the birth of Jesus, to be excited about its coming, to be eager um, to like think about it and pray about it and focus on it. So we're going to talk about light. And often you hear Jesus referred to as the light of the world. There's many scriptures that refer to him as light. He referred to himself even as light. So often he is called the true light, which is a reference from uh, John 1.9. And what's interesting about the birth of Jesus when we think about light is that Jesus, um, from the story that we understand, he was born in the darkness. He was born at night. You know, in the middle, it sounds like, in a field, in a little barn where there was no electricity in that time, right? It was just darkness. And when he was born... He brought light into the world. He was the true light that shined in the darkness. And what's amazing is the kind of light that Jesus brings, it overcomes the darkness. It overtakes the darkness. And it spreads and it enlightens everyone. And that's truly what Jesus' life did. It brought true light into the world and it pierced through the darkness, and then it spread. And this light that we're referring to was actually based on a prophecy made by Isaiah. And that's in Isaiah 9-1, where it said, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Upon those who dwelt in the land of gloom, a light has shone. The newborn Son of God, Shines like the sun. He is the son of justice who brings healing rays. That's what it says in Malachi 3.20. So again and again and again, we see Jesus from birth all the way to the end of the Bible in Revelation, where they talk about the light of heaven and just how um, you know He will be the source of our light. We will no longer need um, the Word of God, which is also referred to as the light of our life, but that he himself will be our light. So from the beginning to the end of the book, Jesus is referred to as the light. And when we think about that, you know, it's pretty amazing to think about that, that he will truly be our light. He was then, he is now our light, and he will be going forward. It's incredible. incredible. And I started thinking about that idea, just Jesus as light and the focus of how he shines through darkness and how light spreads. It's contagious. It does a lot of other things. It warms a space up. It exemplifies and shows things that were not seen in the darkness, right? It illuminates It does so many things. So I was thinking about light and I decided to look up kind of like the science, if you will, behind light itself. So the actual definition of light is the natural agent that stimulates sight and makes things visible. It stimulates sight and it makes things visible. And this is true of Jesus. And this is true of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. The light that is Jesus, that is the Word of God, that is the Holy Spirit, it gives us sight. It helps us see. It especially helps us see things that are eternal. Not just the things of this world that we can see with our eyes, but the things that we can't see, the unforeseen eternal aspects of the world, like compassion right? Love, kindness, gentleness, people hurting, need, despair, depression. So these are good and bad things, but it brings light to these things. We can see them because of the Holy Spirit inside of us. We have more of an awareness. And then it gives us sight, It helps us see things and it makes things visible. So the light that shines on us when when we are literally reading God's word, um, we have Jesus, you know, in us. He helps us see things even about our own self, which isn't, you know, always fun. Um, He might convict you of something. He's always trying to improve us. He's always trying to um, make us more like his son. And it's the process of sanctification from knowing Jesus and meeting him the first time, getting to know him, accepting him into your heart, and then trying to follow and walk and get to know him more. You become sanctified. It's a slow process. You become more and more like his son. And that, in that process, it's because he makes things visible to you. Hey, Joe, you know, you got a little greed in your heart. Let's check that greed. What's going on there? I don't want you to be greedy. I want you to be selfless right? Hey, Joe, I noticed you got a little leftover anger floating around your spirit. It's coming out, you know, when you're frustrated. What's that about? Let's dig into that heart and let's carve that out and let's replace that, right? With gentleness, kindness, with um, forgiveness. Maybe you're walking around with some unforgiveness in you too. Got to get it out, right? He wants to uproot all that, And save you from it. He wants to use it to make you better. So it's a process. But the light that Jesus brings into our life, it actually helps us see better. It helps us see ourselves better. And it helps us see other people better. More clearly. We can see past just the fleshy stuff. You know, we as Christians are meant to be the person that asks the second question. Not just how are you. Yeah, they say, good. No, really, like, what's going on? How's your life? How's it going, right? See through people, see for people, um, and be there for them, just as Jesus would. He wouldn't just walk by someone, you know, as he was passing. He would stop, and he would talk with them. They weren't an interruption in his day. They were an opportunity. He would see them. He would offer healing. He would offer a word. He'd offer encouragement, right? Maybe food. Maybe he'd fulfill a practical need. Are we seeing the practical needs around us? Are we using using the light inside of us to see our world and its needs so that we can break through that darkness only because of Jesus, right? It's really his light through us breaking through the darkness so that we can see it better, we can see it more clearly. Another thing that's really neat when I was reading about light and the definition of light Um, is that light can do many things. So literal light right now, we're talking about just pure science, you know, obviously created by God, but light can do many things. And when light hits an object, if the object is opaque, meaning not see-through, objects do not let light of any kind travel through them if they're opaque. Objects that are transparent or transparent materials that are see-through, they let light travel through them. I love that. Objects that are opaque do not let any travel through them, any kind of light travel through it. But objects that are transparent, light rays literally travel right through it. So what I want to kind of, when we talk about objects that are being transparent or opaque, I want to bring that to us. So we are the carriers of the light. Okay. In one scripture, he says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. So Jesus is the true light. And when we believe in him, we have light inside of us that shines out onto the world, right? We're part of that light. We get to be part of that light only because of him, but through us. And we're meant to shine. In Matthew 5, 16, it says, In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to the Father. So again, it always comes back to Him. But people will see our good works. People will see our fruit. They'll see our kindness. They'll see the gentleness. They'll see the patience. They'll be confused sometimes because sometimes you won't be acting the way the world acts. Right? You'll be gentle to someone who didn't deserve it. You give grace to someone who didn't deserve it. They see that stuff, right? And you shine light on them. Not only the receiver, but the people that are watching. We get to be a part of that. And when I think about being transparent or being opaque, I think about how often it's easier to not, you know, be see-through. So maybe there's aspects of your life that you don't really want people to see. But God wants to use them. And when we offer our life to God in full, in full transparency... And we offer our life to others around us. Now, of course, with um, wisdom, you don't want to share all your stuff to everybody all the time. That's maybe not the most effective strategy either. But when you're called by God to share something hard, when you're called by God to open up about a specific hurt or maybe a hang up or maybe um, a wound that you have in your life or just... Even just a confrontation. You know, you just want to be transparent so that you can be honest. God can use it. God can shine through you. He can literally take your honesty, your transparency, and he can shine through you to others. He can use your story to benefit other people. There's a lot of ways people say this, but I've heard, you know, he can make your mess into a message If you look at the characters of the Bible, they were all messy characters. They all had tough stories. And, you know, it didn't seem like they all really wanted to be transparent, but they were stories that God used to show us something about them. And then he became, you know, we saw his light through their story. So if we are willing to be transparent and be seen not only by God, But by others, he can shine through us. So it's sort of like a two-part thing. Are you willing to be seen by God? Because I'll tell you, he sees it already. (laughs) He's all-knowing, right? So he already knows. But are you willing to open up to him about it? Are you willing to be seen by him? And then are you willing to be used in that circumstance? Because he can shine right through you. Or are you going to stay opaque and not let anything penetrate in? Are you gonna delay your own healing by staying you know, by staying opaque? Because you could be blocking somebody else's healing as well. You know, I heard once it said this way: when God saved you, he had other people in mind. It doesn't stop with you. You're a part of the light spreading. Right? That verse in Matthew I just read, I go back to it. Matthew 5:14, you are the light of the world. A city set on the hill cannot be hidden. Jesus is the light. We are a part of that. And we get to be. He could do it without us. But he wants to use our stories. He wants to use our transparency to shine through us to others. So he can spread that light far and wide. Far and wide. East to west. Across the globe. Let's be a part of that. Let's take this week and think about light. Jesus is our true light. He's the only one who can illuminate all of the hard parts of our story and shine light into them, heal them, take them from us, and not only take them from us, but sometimes use them for good, for others' sake. Pretty amazing. He came into the world as a light. He shines right now through us. And one day he will be the true light in heaven. We are living between two advents. And as we wait in anticipation for the second coming of Jesus, when he comes back to earth, that may be before our time, maybe during, we don't know. We wait in anticipation for the hope that is to come. And we share it with others. So I hope this week you can focus on light I suggest get into your Bible or if you have a Bible app, look up the word light and look at how many verses there are to describe Jesus as the light of the world, the true light. And then turn around and look around your world. Have eyes to see who needs light. Spread it, share it with her. All right, ladies, I pray you have a fantastic Monday Let's get excited about Advent. There are so many different Bible studies out there you can do. If Gathering has a fantastic one, she reads truth, um, the YouVersion Bible app has a bunch of them. Get into some kind of a devotion or Bible study this month so that you can be centered in the Word of God as you go through the holiday season. I promise you it will change you. It will change you. It'll be a make it about what is most important. All right ladies again. Happy Monday. Get out there and crush life. you have only got one to live. Love to you all. Be a woman who chooses to encourage. I'll see you again next week. Ladies, I am so honored that you chose to spend some time with me this morning. I hope and pray that the word of God encouraged you and that you feel inspired to now get out into the world and be a woman who chooses to encourage. Remember, Encourage Her is a God given, purpose driven ministry. This podcast is for the taking, it's free for the sharing. Please share it with her. Also, remember to subscribe, like, and follow us on Instagram at Encourage Her Wellness for your daily, quick encouragements throughout the week. From now till then, stay encouraged and choose to encourage her. I'll see you next Monday. Love to you all.